It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer Ben Mahech and myself, Anthony Citadino. We're your hosts, and you are now Locked On Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball. Go subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen to podcasts. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. Ben and I will be going over Russell Westbrook's amazing performances while Bradley Beal has been out. Chandler Hutchinson's surprising debut, and Rui Hachimura's mini breakout. But first, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room, a live podcasting platform, which we'll tell you all about later in the show. Ben, huge win over the Indiana Pacers. Russell Westbrook, historic night. Not only for, uh, for the, for the um, Washington Wizards slash Bullets franchise, NBA history. I mean, absolutely unbelievable night. And um, uh, tonight's loss to the to the Charlotte Hornets, we will definitely get into. But but Ben, let's talk about Russ. Let's get right into it. I hope you're doing well, my friend. Um, what do you think of uh, of Russell Westbrook? You know how he's been playing without Brad and his historic night. I'm glad you said NBA history. I'll say this. Russell Westbrook is NBA history. I, I haven't been the biggest fan of his game. I was skeptical about how players that play like Russell Westbrook can lead a team to a championship. We haven't really seen that in the modern NBA. That doesn't take away from the fact that Russell Westbrook is in the modern NBA amongst the most iconic players to ever step on the floor. I mean, on Monday night, he showed that MVP type of basketball that we've been missing all year long. And he really energized the team in ways that I haven't seen in years. I mean, there, there, there were amazing John Wall performances here and there. Nothing like what we saw on Monday. I mean, he showed on Monday that he really transcends the sport. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I was watching the Denver Nuggets game the other night, and they were talking about Russell Westbrook. He's, he's, he's bigger than the sport when he plays like this. I mean, he's, he's an icon of the sport. 100%. And, and it's, it's truly a, a fortune to have a player like Russell Westbrook on a team that has really historically, especially recently in recent history, lacked firepower and star power like Russell Westbrook. And, and besides LeBron James and maybe a couple other players, there, aren't, there, are, there isn't a bigger star in the NBA than Russell Westbrook. He's a household name. And it was just amazing to see the game because whatever, you, whatever happens this season, whether the Wizards miss the playoffs or not, this game is what's going to stick out. These games are that stick out in NBA history. People are going to remember this game a lot more than they will the Wizards season, as sad as that might sound. But I think it speaks to how amazing Russell Westbrook was on Monday and really how incredible and how lucky we have been to have him in the NBA throughout the course of his career. I love that you said that because, I mean, we're not taking it for granted. We are so lucky. Ben, he's on his he's on his way to averaging his fourth uh, career triple double over a season. Before Russell Westbrook, there's only been one guy to do it. Uh, most of you know uh, the big O, Oscar Robinson. 
did it in 1962, 55 years in between that, and then Russell Westbrook averaged his first over his uh, career with um, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And, Ben, it was amazing to see. 35 points, 14 rebounds, 21 assists, 14 for 26 from the floor, 4 for 6 from 3, only 4 turnovers too. Ben, all around, Russ just was playing absolutely sensational. Everything was, was clicking for him down the stretch, hitting huge threes. Uh, I mean, he sealed the game. And, and his 21 assists, so, that, so that's the first time a player has ever scored 35-plus points and 20-plus assists in a game uh, ever in the history of the game. And, Ben, he broke John's record of assists for franchise record. Uh, John had 20, and Russ, uh, you know, he was able to, to dish out 21. What does this mean um, in terms of the, the franchise for, for the Washington Wizards, the Washington Bullets? What is, like, I guess, what does he mean now? I, I know that he's only been here for, third, what, 38 games, but 17 triple-doubles now. He's, he's on his way to averaging uh, another triple-double over a whole season. And he just had this historic night. Well, I, I guess, Ben, what, what, you, you've been covering the team a long, long time. So what does this mean uh, for Russell Westbrook in terms of great guards and great players, really, in uh, the Wizards and Bullets history? That's how interesting of a player Russell Westbrook is, where the Wizards might be destined for a top-five pick this year, yet Russell keeps going, he keeps setting NBA history, and he keeps doing his own thing. We talk about Russell Westbrook separately from the Washington Wizards. We talked about Russell Westbrook separately from the Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder because he was that important to the game. And this way, I mean, again, we've, we've talked about it all throughout the season. You look at just the talent, how talent-deprived the Washington Wizards have been, sometimes to their own fault because they failed in the draft because they could have had a Kawhi Leonard because they could have had a Steph Curry because they could have had a Klay Thompson and a Draymond Green. They could have had that Warriors team on this roster if they drafted well, but they ended up with the team they did. And Russell Westbrook sticks out in the sense that, I mean, obviously besides Michael Jordan, who most people don't even consider a member of the team, probably the most successful player in franchise history, particularly individually. There's no one to have worn the Washington Wizards jersey that has that, that did what Russell Westbrook has, has done throughout the course of his career and is still doing. I mean, that Monday performance showed that when Bradley Beal's not playing, Russell Westbrook is still capable of playing at that all-NBA level. And I'll ask you this, Anthony. This adds a whole other wrinkle to the Washington Wizards. Because if, if they do end up trading Bradley Beal, and let's say they trade him, which I've, I've talked about this hypothetical trade in the past. Let's say they trade Bradley Beal to the New Orleans Pelicans and get back a Brandon Ingram an Alexander Walker, and maybe a couple other role players and picks, all of a sudden you have Russell Westbrook leading a team again, putting up these numbers, and perhaps winning more games than they are now. So while, while on paper it looks like the Wizards would get worse trading Bradley Beal, you have a situation where Russell Westbrook would be able to play Russell Westbrook's style of basketball. And historically, that means that team is going to win games. Maybe not the championship, but they're going to win enough games to make the playoffs. So, Man, Russell Westbrook is adding an entire dimension that we haven't even considered. And, and it's showing that, you know what, I was wrong. He's healthy now, and he's playing an incredible brand of basketball. I mean, even on Tuesday, the Wizards lost, but he had another triple-double. That's just what he does on a night-in, night-out basis. So I'm excited to see what, what, what transpires. And it's just another question mark, I guess, and what the Wizards have to consider moving forward. Because if you trade Bradley Beal, that doesn't even mean you're going to rebuild necessarily because he's that good. And if you give him the right pieces – Right. You, might, you might stumble into the playoffs. 
Absolutely. And, and wow, if that trade proposal is, is something else. And if they were able to swing it, if New Orleans obviously was looking to, to move, I don't, you know, right with, with New Orleans, their position right now, I think they're, they're pretty set at, w- at where they are. So many, so many picks built up, so many great young players, especially uh, looking at Zion and Brandon Ingram. But if, if they were really looking to move for Brad, I'm not going to sit here and say that the, these players are better than Bradley Beal because they're not at all, not even close. But if the Wizards had more depth instead of Bradley Beal, then, then there is a chance this team could win more games just because they would have more depth. That's not to say that, that, they're be- that the Wizards are better off without Bradley Beal. I'm not trying to say that at all, not at all, because obviously any team is better with Bradley Beal. This team has no depth, though, and if you are proposing that this team get not one, not two, but three, maybe, maybe four assets in place of Brad, then yes, that would be, I mean, all, I mean, all around, that's almost, a, that's almost a whole, a whole other, um, uh, you know, rotation right there. Yeah. I so, mean, look, six good players is better than two good players. So that's, <laughs> that's I mean? all I'm trying to say, because yeah, we course. love Brad. We, on this show, we love Bradley Beal. Like there's nothing. I mean, he's, he's, he is the best player. He's the best shooting guard in basketball, the best player in Washington, DC. Um, top, Top three, top four player in the league right now. I would, I would 100% um, never argue that. But, Ben, um, yes, if they were able to do it, I, I don't – I wouldn't – that would work out great for both teams, I feel like. Yeah, and it's, it's this whole, whole thing that the Wizards will have to figure out, I think, moving forward. Um, obviously, getting them to trade Bradley Beal is next to impossible. And you can it really is. Why, and you can understand why because he is that good, but – but you think even if they got rid of him, I mean, do you think that maybe Washington would would build around a Russell Westbrook? At, I don't know like if they'd it, have a choice, if, right? If, right? It's like he's gonna he's under contract for the next couple of years. We we know that teams are hesitant to trade for contracts like Russell Westbrook's, and in in particular players that play Russell Westbrook's brand of basketball because, I mean, which contending team is ready to take on Russell Westbrook? Right, you put and him I'm on not Clippers. saying the contending team, right? I mean, but, oh, but man, there are it's... teams out there that probably would want him, right? Maybe. Not, not, not contenders. I mean, Ben, you know, averaging right now 22 points, uh, over 10 rebounds, over 10 assists. Ben, coming into this season, um, he – his uh, – I mean, he had – or I, I, I'm sorry – as of right now, he has 163 triple doubles. His his record, along with that, throughout his whole career, 123 and 40, 40 losses. Ten of those losses are this are this season while putting up a you know while um ever or putting up a triple double. So so yeah, Ben, it's he hasn't had the same success in his career, uh, in Washington, right? I mean, in, in Oklahoma City and in, in Houston, he he had much more success on better teams, of course, much more depth. Like you brought up earlier in the segment. I mean, three MVPs were drafted, what, four years apart. It was absolutely, you'll never see that again. Absolutely absurd. That's probably the best drafting any GM could ever do. And it's, it's, that's those teams were built around Russell Westbrook in the sense that you had floor spacing, big men like Sergi Baca. You had long wing defenders that can, that can cover for Westbrook that run the floor. Well, Wizards don't have that. They, they have a team that isn't really prepared to play with a Russell Westbrook and a Bradley Beal, and that's why the team is bad. Um, 
all of a sudden you have a guy like Daniel Gafford and, and Chandler Hutchinson who, with all due respect, are, are you know, not household names by any means. And all of a sudden you see Russell Westbrook start playing a little better and the team start to pick up its energy because they, they needed those players all along. Right. And if, if they have a Hutchinson and Daniel Gafford, and that makes a difference, just imagine if they had actual veteran players who, who are established in the league who have similar traits, who are athletic, can run, defend. Uh, the Wizards would probably be a good basketball team, but they don't have yeah. that on the roster. And that's why Russell Westbrook's performances early on really suffered, I think. But, hey, Gafford, his, I mean, I know he's out for 10, for, for 10 games. It's looking maybe a little bit more, or 10 days, maybe a little bit more. But, hey, first two games, not looking too bad. Not with, the minutes, too bad. with the minutes given, right? 13 minutes, 15 minutes Yeah, I mean, here. it just goes to show that the Wizards needed it. I mean, seriously. I mean, to boil it down to the, to the simplest terms, they needed somebody who could just jump. I mean, nobody on this roster can keep up with Russell Westbrook's athletic ability. So he's he's running up and down the floor, and the big men are Robin Lopez and Alex Landon. That's not that's not good for anybody. Ben, you're 100 right, and there, there's there's really no athletic depth there, like besides Gafford now. And but Ben, before we really cut to the next uh, segment here with these guys, I want I want to get your your take on um, Hutchinson, his his debut. I know on Tuesday night against um, Charlotte wasn't. Uh, the same, but against against Indiana, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, he looked he looked really good. Um, the Wizards needed uh, an athletic wing. They got one here. He's he. I, I read a scouting report on him, and they compared him to Trevor Ariza, which was kind of interesting. And again, the Wizards love Trevor Ariza, so maybe love that's him. where they got him. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see what we got here. I mean, the Wizards will see what they got here. I think they took a flyer on him. Uh, they needed a defensive. Right, he shot really side. efficiently. Yeah, he, he moves did. well without the ball, and, and he's athletic. He, he finishes well around the basket, some tough shots. So, for sure, Troy Brown does too. Right, right. Yeah, he, he passes does. better too. But he's not the he's not the he's not the explosive sort of uh, defensive wing that Hutchinson is. Right, he plays all right. That yeah, better. That's for not sure. Troy's fault. That's that's not no, Troy's no, no, yeah. fault. hundred percent um, though. Yes, defensively, I'll give it to to, to uh, Chandler. Absolutely. So. Let's move on there. Let's, let's tell these guys about Locker Room. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, Anthony, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We're going to be hosting the Lockdown Wizards podcast there once a week, and yes, you, the listener, can join in on the conversation. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns. Be sure to join our Locker Room soon. Go download the free Locker Room app now. It's currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile link, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow us on Lockdown Wizards on Twitter to be notified when our room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. We're going to plan on starting these Locker Room live podcasts soon, and you won't want to miss it. It's Locker Room, and it's changing the way we talk sports. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Anthony, we just touched on Chandler Hutchinson. I want to dig a little deeper into him and really what the Wizards are trying to do with Bradley Beal out. Um, they're giving Denny Abdia a little bit more of a chance. He's starting again. Um, as is Jerome Robinson. We're getting a deeper look into what the Wizards are trying to do with this wing rotation. Avdia had the 12-point game against the Pacers, followed that up with a 1-for-10 performance. Jerome Robinson, 36 minutes <laughs> on Tuesday against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I can't help but chuckle there because the guy literally hadn't played in two months, and now he's playing almost 40 minutes. Uh, didn't play didn't play very well again. 12 points, 5-for-14 shooting. So what are you seeing from these guys, Anthony? Is this... Is this even – how can we even assess these players given the situation? What do you, what do you, are you worried about Denny Avdia shooting one for 10, one for seven from three? Like, how do, you, how do you assess what the Wizards are, I guess, doing with this wing rotation? I'm definitely not worried about Denny's shooting at all. Yes, against Charlotte, it, it didn't look the best, right? One for 10, one for seven. But, Ben, one for 10 – I'm going to take the silver lining out of here. The kid actually shot. He put up 10 shots. I'm happy about that. Go Seven shoot. Seven threes, man. Go shoot, though. Hey, at least he is. At least he's shooting. All right. I'm going to, at I, least I, I'm, he's I'm going to get into this. I don't. I don't. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm rooting for guys to miss shots. But I'm happy not. to see that Denny's actually breaking out of his shell, at, you know, being more aggressive, shooting the ball. I mean, he could have stopped. He could have stopped at one for five, right? He could have stopped at, you know, one for six. I mean, keep shooting the ball. Continue to keep your confidence because guess what? I mean, da- we know this with Davis Bertans too, Ben, right? I mean, slums happen, especially with shooters. Um, I want to dig into so, this a little bit deeper with you, Anthony. Go ahead. I want go to ahead. talk to you about this. I got into a little bit of a debate with, with Bulls Forever. I write for this website. I love everyone I write with. Oh, yeah, I saw. I saw. Oh, got into a little oh, bit of a back and forth with these yes. guys because, look, Howell Neto was out. Bradley Beal was out. The only mm-hmm. point guards on the roster were Russell Westbrook and Cassius Winston. Cassius Winston has been a second-round pick. He's a rookie. hasn't really played at all this year. He got some playing time on Tuesday. Scott Brooks is doing absolutely everything in his power to make sure that Denny Abdo is not controlling the ball at any point in the game. So you mentioned the one for 10 shooting. He went one for seven from three. He was a spot-up shooter. They're playing him like Trevor Reza. Slide him in the corner. God hope he hits the three. That's kind of his role. That, 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 right. that, that right. angers me beyond belief because I, I got in Twitter debate with, the, with Bullets Forever and shout out to Bullets Forever again. But they, they kept saying, like, how do you know he's, he's a point forward, right? Yes, you well, mentioned him being a point forward in your initial tweet. Yeah. Why, why did you draft him? If, if you're Tommy Shepard, and let's pretend you're Tommy Shepard for a second here, Anthony, why did you draft Denny Abdiah ninth overall? Because the guy can handle the ball. He's 6'9". He can pass. You didn't draft him Absolutely. for a shooting ability. He shot 50% from free throw with Maccabi Tel Aviv. You knew his jump shot was still in, in progress, and he is showing that he has decent form, and he can knock down some threes here and there, but he's not a catch-and-shoot shooter, so now your primary guards are out, and Beal and Hal Neto – and you don't even let the guy hit, bring the ball up the floor. Rewind back to the beginning of the season. We entered the season with the knowledge, with, with, with this of Denny. His, his shooting is going to be a work in progress. Yeah. He's not going to be a good rebounder. And 
and he, he does handle the ball well, and he's a good passer. That's pretty much what we got, right? Found the- out that he's, that he's an exceptional shooter for, for his age. Found out that he can rebound the ball really, really well. He's, he's really tough on the glass. He is. Yeah. And yeah. found out that he can be a great playmaker when the ball is in his hand. Ben, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I, I really do um, agree that, he, that he, this kid is more of, of, of a point forward. He's 6'9". And when given the opportunity, you can't – because Scott Brooks keeps giving us, you know, these, these kind of excuses. No, he's not ready to play, you know, point guard. No, he's not ready to have that role at all yet. You need to learn. He needs to continue learning over the season. He's told us this all season long, but we haven't, ha- we haven't seen him get the chance yet, really, besides, um, I mean, really training camp and, uh, and, and preseason stuff and really little instances here and there. Uh, but, Ben, no, I, I think 100% Denny Advia can be that point forward that you, that you were, were arguing for. And I think that he can be now I mean, when given the opportunity. Out. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he can't, but you got to find out. Well, I mean, with well, all due respect to Cassius Winston, what good does it make sense to give him just random minutes off the bench? I mean, he, he played 11 random minutes off the bench, didn't do anything. Uh, God bless him. He's a rookie, but random minutes are, is the, that, that, that's the theme this year. <laughs> Random minute that can't be the theme because now you're punting on, on on Denny's development again. You have the chance to find out whether he can play point forward, whether you have another ball handler on your team, and whether you have a special sort of player in the league. Because when you look around the NBA, how many point forwards with six nine, six ten point forwards are there in the NBA? There aren't a lot. So you well, need a guy like Denny Abdia to show up, and, and you have to and you have to make sure that you're make, you're utilizing in ways that are expanding his game. And you're, and you're using him for the purposes you drafted him for. If you ben, wanted a catch-and-shoot shooter, why didn't you draft Sadiq Bey? Ben, it seems like these in-between players, like a Troy Brown Jr. before he left too, there, there were disagreements within the organization how to play these guys. Maybe that's yeah. the case with Denny Advia too. He's 6'9". You've got to make a change. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're wasting time. Sorry, these kids are 19, 20 years old. Exactly, you- no. Yeah. That's, that's where the frustration lies on yeah. this show, lies with all the fans, lies with everyone in their camps because wasting their time, wasting like a year of their career? Come on. I mean, what is an NBA average career? Three, four years? Yeah, three years. That's what it is. So that's ridiculous. You can't waste these kids' time. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's a really that- sink or swim league. It, it's like, it is. Oh, it is. If you have a bad rookie and sophomore year, and bad by just like statistical measures. Because if you look at Denny's stats, let's be honest, most people don't watch the Wizards games. When you watch Denny Abdias, as you look at his statistics, you, you think, man, this kid, this kid might turn out to be a bust. Look at him. He, he's averaging, right. what, five points. He's fouling out of games. He's missing these three-point shots. But when you watch the games and you're assessing how this team's approaching his development, it's pretty clear that the kid can hoop. He's got a, he's got a ton of talent. He's, 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 of course, raw. He's only 20 years old, but he's shown that he has high-level basketball IQ. He makes simple plays. He, he rarely makes the wrong play. The Wizards have a good one here, yet they're turning him into a spot-up shooter that he never was. He's they not that. draft he's him not to be that. a spot-up shooter. They didn't draft Troy Brown Jr. to be a spot-up shooter. Yet here we are. You're right, doing the same thing with, uh, that they did with him. And, and I urge... Again, I'm assuming nobody on the Wizards is listening to this, but if I, if I could speak to them, I would tell them, this, these things are urgent. I understand they're young players, but these careers come and go, and their development is not to be wasted. You can't waste lottery pick after lottery pick on players only to turn them into players that you, that you didn't intend to draft. If you wanted a spot-up shooter, you should have drafted one. Denny Avdia is not that guy. And the layout teams get 
in the NBA, you have a good amount of time. You have three years. Right. Your lotto, your lotto pick, you got three years to develop. You got three years to make a plan. Yeah. There was no plan set in place for Troy Brown. Right now, there looks like there is one in for Rui. And we're, we're, we're seeing. Rui's making the plan, though. Yeah, you're right. He is. And, Ru- and Rui's not, playing great. Not, he's taking. Look, he's, he took 25 shots on Tuesday, 24 of the game prior. He's clearly with Bradley Beal out. And we'll get into Rui a little bit more later. But he's grabbing the ball by the horns. And, and, he's, and he's taking advantage of the opportunity in the sense that we're, he's shooting some bad shots. Because and I guarantee you, he's thinking like. Hey man, if I'm not going to shoot, who is? If Scott Brooks not going to run plays for me, I got to make and sure ben, I run plays for myself. All, dude, it all circles back to exactly what you have been saying, and it's just ISO. It is yeah. just Bradley Beal handoff after handoff, and that's not on Brad. That's no, it's not. That's not, not, not on him. It's not on the players. <laughs> you can throw Brad into any offense he'll figure it out because he's exactly. that exactly. He's that unbelievably good. But still, for this team, winning wise, what, like per, like for winning purposes, it's just not the recipe. And but that's not up to them, right? It's that's not. Just, and for Denny Abdi, for a player like him, his disposition, Denny Abdi is not going to be the guy who just starts driving the ball to the basket just to prove a point or starts throwing it. He's a rookie. Like, he can't. No, he'll get yanked. Some players would. And, and, Some players yeah. would. But Denny well, doesn't have that personality. And, 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 and to a fault, it hurts him. But truth be told, if he ended up on the, te- on the team that cared about development or at least did it properly. Again, to go against – for Denny to go against the, the game plan like that. Uh, there is none, though. You know, That's the and, issue. And <laughs> – but we've seen him already get chastised on uh, on the sidelines by by Brad by Scott Brooks. I mean, obviously they are in that position for sure. But still, um, you know, I mean, you just wonder. You wonder. You wonder if if the team had put genuine time and effort into developing these players, what they'd have. And and Denny Abdia is so clearly a talented player, and it hurts me to see him in a situation where his, his talents aren't utilized correctly. And, and so now, are we, are we saying this is as similar as, as Troy, as Troy it's Brown? The it's, the, it's the same movie. It's the same so, movie. So, Ben, I know that you know people within the organization that, that, have told, that have told you pretty much that there were disagreements about Troy Brown's usage, and um, as well as other journalists around the league as well. And if we're going down that road with Denny Abdia, not yeah. – not a 15 overall pick. Now, now it's your nine overall pick. Yeah. Who was projected top five, by the way? Right, right. Fell, got and in our in our eyes, I'm pretty sure you can agree with me, Ben. A steal. That's that. what they said. That's what Tommy said. I mean, Tommy. I still believe it. I still believe it. When given the opportunities, it's just it just seems that the opportunities lie when Bradley Beal's in. The opportunities lie with Brad and Russ, and that and, and everyone else. It's like the, there's Rui a little bit here and there, but it's mainly those two, and and everyone else is is there to play defense, there to you know set, set screens. That I mean, <laughs> play it, defense. And it's it, and I don't want to make it sound just just like that, but it, it's so tough to watch. Just not the most fluid offense, and and really two guys you know, play their ISO game because they're that good. They I'll are see, superstar this, studs. They're that good. But before still, we move on, I'll say Not this. the recipe. Um, in a Q&A, Fred Katz, who's, I'd say, probably the most prominent Wizards reporter uh, right now, was asked whether Scott Brooks would get an extension, and he flat out said no. So I'll, I'll say that before. Right. We and we on. know that, that uh, our, our good friend Fred Katz, 
He, uh, he's got friends within the organization, so that is probably very accurate. But, guys, yes, we have a lot more to get in about all of that, um, the Wizards' future games, and um, more about Russ and Bradley Beal's return. But first, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Ben does it all the time, bets on all his NBA, college hoops, NHL, all the time. He bet on the Grammys. He bets on TV shows, reality TV, any show you want. Real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON. Guys, we have been telling you all season about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is so amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Yes, going along with March Madness, today's matchup, is cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk, both unbelievable. This is such a difficult matchup, but both are delicious. And honestly, it's two of my favorites. I know Ben loves them both. We both just got a shipment of both absolutely out of this world. That's why um, they've gotten this far in the Built Bar Madness bracket. Um, It's indulgent. It's delicious. It's classic. But the great part is they're both so healthy and tasty. Go to BuiltBar.com. Or to Built Bar at Built Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code Lockdown Fifteen to get fifteen percent off your next order. Um, that is Lockdown Fifteen to get fifteen percent off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Um, and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. My pick uh, for today would be cookie dough. I know I'm going against Ben's favorite cookies and cream, but you gotta. You, you, Go, go tune in to see who won. And uh, yes, but yes, tune in and uh, go to BuiltBar.com. 15% off your next order. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Stouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from Credential Draft experts subscribe today and follow locked on nba draft locked on wizards listeners with bradley beal out we're seeing rui hachimura take this role of this the scorer this this elite scorer that we really have not seen from rui um in the two years that he's been, been in the nba but he's been really stepping up. Ben, he scored 26 points against the Pacers and then followed it up with 30 against the Hornets. Uh, He took more than 20 shots in both of those games, 25 Tuesday night. Ben, he's showing that he's really, he's, he's taking his opportunities and he's just, he's just going with it. He's being aggressive. Um, He's being on the ball. He's, and he's taking his shots um, whenever he really gets an opportunity trying to back up Russ as as much as he can while Bradley Beal's out. What do we think about Rui? Are you loving what you're seeing? I know that I am. Yeah, when you look at this team, there there isn't much positive things to take away from the season, but Rui is probably 
I mean, obviously Bradley Beal's playing at an all NBA level, but you, know, you shelve him. Rui's probably the the most important piece to this team and the fact that he's developing at the rate he has he's taking shots he's shown that he can be be an aggressive player and he's playing sort of like a Tobias Harris role where if he keeps developing at his, at this pace and, and keeps hitting the three-point shot you can see that he has all-star caliber talent I think and the Wizards need that third star on the roster uh, we don't know how long Russell Westbrook's going to be in a league and, and how long he's going to be able to play at the level he has but Rui's going to be here for a, a super long time you look at the 2019 NBA draft, I think the top three picks remain Zion, John Morant, R.J. Barrett. But then the fourth pick was DeAndre Hunter. It's obviously way too early to judge these players, but if you, if you had to do a quick redraft of the 2019 NBA draft, Rui probably goes fourth overall, which is which is pretty crazy to say because all of these players are super high upside. I mean, Darius Garland is, has an incredible upside. DeAndre Hunter has incredible upside, as is mm-hmm. Kobe White. But, right. I mean, Rui has shown already. Uh, I mean, he's, what, 23 years old, and he's playing at this level with Beal out. And I think it's an indictment on the team. Did it Absolutely. really take a Bradley Beal injury for, for Rui Hachimura to have a breakout performance? I don't think it should have. He's shown that he can score off the dribble, that he can take pressure off Bradley Beal. He can score off the bounces. One-on-one scoring abilities is, is, is really solid for a player his age. So it's an exciting development. It would just be nice if the coaching staff you know, had realized this a little bit more. I wish it didn't take a Beal injury for them to realize that. Right, but Ben, and, and again with that, it's just, it's just the offense at hand. And when, and when Brad is out, we see – how how many more opportunities open up for everyone else? Um, Rui in particular, obviously, been 26 points against the Pacers, 30 against the Hornets. He he's been playing absolutely sensational while while Brad's out. Is it crazy to say if if Rui was on a team with no stars, Rui was on say an Orlando Magic team, with no stars? I mean, he's, he's could, put, could, could could this guy be averaging over 20? Oh yeah, I mean he he could be averaging over twenty on the Wizards tomorrow if they if they had a competent offense. To be honest right. with you, right? I don't that, doubt it. Yeah, look, I, I mean it's that. he's not doing it at the most efficient way. I mean he scored thirty points on. He's Tuesday got on time. He's shots, got time. That's the thing. I mean he's he's forced to take these shots off the dribble, these step back jump shots. If the team passed the ball more, they're twenty fourth in passing this year. They were top ten last year. That says a lot about this team's offense and and how it's sort of degraded uh, over over the last couple of years. If this team had a fluid offense, would allow Rui to pick and pop. If if Bradley Beal utilized that the double team that he often faces, and, and Rui was open from the mid range area, he could easily average twenty points on an, on, a, on an efficient rate. He can knock down the open jumper. He's getting more comfortable from deep. There's really nothing offensively that he can't do. And I just love how much. I mean, I, I know not against Charlotte, but when he is scoring at a high rate, if he's if he's grabbing a, around ten rebounds, I just. That's just that's such gravy for the for the Wizards. It's absolutely amazing what he's able to do. He can, I mean, it's crazy to to, to think this and say this right now in his second year. But if he's able to do this at a consistent rate, he could be one of the best power forwards in the league. That's just what it is. He's one of those tweener guys, and and the league is is good for those players. That not long ago, I mean, four or five years ago, if you were a tweener, you were out the league. Remember Derek Williams? I mean, you put Derek Williams in the twenty twenty one NBA, and he's probably playing a decent role somewhere. Nowadays, I mean, players like Rui, who are six eight undersized, doesn't have a real position, can play some three four. 
it fits well because the league isn't really dominated by big men anymore. They're dominated by those uh, athletic, versatile wing players, uh, powerful shooters, baby, right? Shooters and guys that can play Always. multiple positions and defend. And Rui's shown that. That's 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 the light at the end of the tunnel for for Washington because if the season continues to go down the path it has and the Wizards end up in the lottery again, at least you know you have something in Rui, a player who can not only score offensively at an efficient rate at a high level, but he can defend too. I mean, nobody on this Wizards roster defends but Rui. And, and that's, that. not, that's barely, barely an exaggeration. Look at the, and up he, and down the roster, and he's really the only player that you can depend on defensively every night. And I love that he's really tried to take on the hardest role this team like has is, is being the best defender on the team, and, and he's done a fine job. He's done I a really hell of a job. He, he's done a fine, fine job with what he has to work with because obviously you can't like stats and, and scores that that will never translate how well he can defend all five positions really it it just won't translate that for you if you're sitting there watching every game yeah. like like sitting there watching every possession like what he has done the guys that he has guarded the, the assignments that he has taken right lebron james and, and and other great players you know that they have matched up with ben he's done a phenomenal job and the games that brad is out when he does take on this, 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 you know, primary scoring role, it's amazing to watch because he can score. He can play so well in this league, but you know, obviously he's playing with two of the best players in this league and, and you know, he's, he, ha- that, that's just what it is. You, you take a backseat to it and Ben, you, you are right. I love the silver lining because that's a great thing to take away from the season is, is, is Rui's development and, and, and what Rui has and how well he can play. Ben, it's just very nerve-wracking about other, you know, the other young guys too because you, like player development does not it's not just one guy, right? And 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 how nervous we are with Danny, we should not be this nervous <laughs> not even 40 games in. We just should not be I mean, that. that's a good point like, because the the Wizards are bad this year, but at least you can take away that Rui's getting or, better. You know, just over 40 games in. Sorry. I I I misspoke. Yeah. I mean, look the the Wizards were equally, if not a little bit worse last year, and your main takeaway was that Bradley Beal is really good. I mean, the other takeaway should have been the fact that, you know, Troy Brown, Troy Brown Jr. Could, could be a player in this league and some of the other young players, but basically the only takeaway is that Bradley Beal can probably lead the team to the playoffs as the best player on the roster. Now it's like, hey, this team is still bad, but at least you got something in Rui. Uh, maybe next year, perhaps there's a new coach. Perhaps there's a, a front office that's a little bit more – uh, careful with the development of the team and a little bit more um, uh, considerate of, of how they're, I guess, spending the careers of these players. Maybe you'll find out that you have something in Denny Avdia too, but I, th- I think kudos to Rui because he's, he's taking matters into his own hands. He's not going to wait for Scott Brooks to run plays for him because truth be told, that's not going to happen. Uh, he's kind of taking matters into his own hands in the sense that he's making himself undeniable. And there's, there aren't a lot of Washington Wizards on this roster that, that can say the same. I mean, look, Jerome Robinson, 36 minutes on Tuesday, did nothing with that time. Uh, oh my God, not, it's so – I mean, well, out of nowhere. I mean, the poor kid hasn't played in, in years pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, really, but still has not played in nearly two months. And, and you're going to give him minutes that LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are playing. That's, it's, that's it's, absolutely absurd to think that. I mean, yeah, the kid's young for sure, but still being, being in a routine, like just, just always being out there, that's obviously more fluid than, I mean, sitting for almost two months. I, I've really two months. I've been professional basketball for a very long time. I could never tell you we're a 15th man. 
has gone from literally not playing where you forget he's even in the, in the NBA to playing 40 minutes. I've ben. never seen that in my, truly in my life. It, it, I mean, it's so mind boggling. Somebody suffered a serious injury and there's no other rotation player to play. I can't remember the last time this has happened. The Wizards aren't in that case. Look, look, Garrison Matthews had started and now he's benched for Jerome Robinson. That it's just <sighs> like moves like that. You kind of have to just. Well, maybe at that off. point, you just think that Scott, Scott's trying to make a major change now. Now he's yeah. trying to think. Look, man, we, you can justify that five, ten games into the season where we were literally like, you know, Scott's just trying to figure out what he has on the roster. You're more than halfway done with the year. You have 20-something games left. That's, you can't still try to figure out what you have on the roster. I mean, your job as an NBA coach is to figure that out during, during training camp, not 50 games into the season. That's absurd. It's unjustifiable. And I think it's, it's, it's truly some of the oddest coaching that I've seen in, in years. And, 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 and the fact that he's – his remarks after being questioned, just saying you've got to pick somebody. After hearing that, after hearing that I, I think my job oh, yeah. still hasn't really gone up. That the question that Ben asked Coach Brooks, yes, Ben will remember that forever. Ben, Gotta before we let these guys go, though, and, and that, this whole show has been great. I, I mean, I always love you know dissecting the Wizards with you. I think before we let these guys go, we got to talk about something, and it's it's Russell Westbrook and and really the end and, and how this season is going to shape for him. Um, you know, he's he's going down this road, averaging. It's probably he probably will end up averaging his fourth career triple double over a whole season, and Ben, he he's probably going to get left off the all the all NBA yeah. selection, right? Like he didn't even sniff an All Star, uh, you know, uh, bid, and that's because he he started the season hurt, not playing back to backs, and he start, and, and when he was playing, it was not the Russell Westbrook that we knew. Obviously, he's back to what he. You know he's he's healthy again. His legs are great. We we saw against Charlotte. My God, some of those vicious dunks right there at the end. You I mean, over Bismack Biombo. Wow, that wow. is that was that is Russell Westbrook. Absolutely polarizing. Exactly what you said earlier in the show. Just sensational. Ben, averaging a triple double. We we talked about this earlier in in the show and with Oscar Robinson, how he did that. Robertson, he. He averaged that 1962. Next time anyone ever saw anything like that was 2017. Ben, it's pretty safe to say that we may never see this again. If this is Russell's last year averaging a triple-double, I'm, I'm so happy that we are able to watch every single game. I don't want to take it for granted. Um, it's, a, it's absolutely beautiful. I don't think we will be able to see this again, um, given how rare it has been. Like there hasn't been too many of these players, and with him right now, I if I'm voting for the All NBA, obviously my votes. One of my, you know, I'm going to vote for Russ. I would. I'm just going of. I'm just assuming that he will not get votes. He will not get picked due to how the season has gone the Wizards record and him being not, not being an all-star Ben, what does this, what does this mean, man? He's going to average triple double for the Wizards. The Wizards have never had a player like this ever before. And he's not going to be an all-star. He's not going to be in the all NBA. I, I, for one think this is really absolutely a travesty in basketball. What do you think? It is. It's a travesty. I think in for the Wizards, because 
a player averaging a triple-double, playing at historic levels, should get not only individual recognition, but that should translate to wins. I mean, Anthony, kudos to you for digging up that stat earlier. They're 7-10 and 10 with this man dropping a triple-double. That is unheard of. That is really difficult to do. Awful. I mean, the team has to Awful. be really, really bad where you have, have 17 triple-doubles and 10 of them are losses. That's, that's, I mean, really bad. I mean, a third of his losses averaging a triple-double have come in a Wizards uniform. That's really bad. Um, so to that end, it's right. disappointing. Because before this season, he was – his record before this season, while – Posting a triple double was 117 wins and 30 losses. So yeah, it's you know not now he's got 40 losses. You know, so it yeah, yeah it's uh, it, it's been bad this year. I think also we'd be remiss not to mention the other players who are gonna take those spots. This speaks to how incredible the golden age of basketball. We're living in the golden age of basketball. These players are taken for granted. I think unfortunately, just because we've been spoiled. Russell Westbrook won't make the All-NBA team, but Luka Doncic will, Damian Lillard will, Bradley Beal will, James Harden will, Kyrie Irving will, Chris Paul, who's, who is an MVP candidate, will. Right. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Any of these players are, could win MVP, and that's just and the I, guards. And, and those guys are absolutely great. They're, I, I'm a fan of literally all of them, huge fan of all of them, and I, don't, I will never take anything away from them. I just... It, it's going to break my heart yeah. to see That's a man average a triple-double over how 60, however many games that Russ is going to have at the end of this 72-game season and will not even – he probably won't even get one vote for no, an All-NBA selection. Yeah, he's, he's not going to make the team. And you which, have to wonder – Which is ab- – that, that's absolutely ridiculous. It is insane because when you talk about an All-NBA selection, yes, his shooting has been – has been down this year for sure. But when you talk about an all-NBA selection, an all-NBA player, what are we talking he about? He made it last year. In that year. sense, right? And, but, but, right, an all-around player, right? A player that helps their team all around. Maybe wins and losses will come into this, and they, they usually do, right? I thought more so for the all-star selection, but in, in recent years it has been the same with, with the all-NBA too. So, Ben, it's just it, – it, I mean, we assume that Brad's going to be on the – on an all NBA team, we assume that. I think uh, so. Right. I mean, he he's obviously you know leading the league in scoring and and and, and putting up great numbers, but but it, it's going to be hard to. I mean that that that's a blow for Russ for sure. That that's a big blow to his to his ego, a big blow to his um to his hard work that he's put in. I mean, it's not easy. It is. It cannot be easy to start a season while hurt, while I mean literally like hurt. You're, you know, your your legs are not up to snuff, and 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 you push forward and you push through it, just just to play to try and you know make a push, and it just it wasn't enough, and it it still looks like it's not enough just because of the depth. It's really this is on the front office, it's not on him, but still, it's gonna suck because Ben he's worked so hard to get here and to do it for four seasons out of a career, average a triple double for four seasons. That's apps. We will never. Ben, you and I will probably never, ever see another player ever average that ever again. I mean, it took decades after Oscar. It'll probably take decades again. Um, look, something we really haven't talked about, and 
perhaps it's not even worth discussing at this point because it's it's hard to tap into these players' mindsets. But if you're Russell Westbrook too, you're you're almost 33 years old. You're averaging a triple double. Didn't make the All Star team. This team has has really struggled to build around you and Real. If you're Russell Westbrook, you have to wonder like. You know, chances are I could end my career in Washington. You also want a chance to win a championship. And that isn't in Washington. Maybe even he's a player that's, you know, he's shown that when when the Oklahoma City Thunder started to rebuild, they did him a favor and traded him to Houston. And and when when his time in Houston was going to end, he made sure it ended. And and, and it wouldn't shock me that if the Wizards don't make any significant moves in the summer or maybe Bradley Beal sours in the situation and ends up getting traded himself – that Russell Westbrook doesn't come to the front office and say, hey, I'm 33, I'm doing my best, and, and simply put, you're not doing your best, and I got to get out of here. So that wouldn't shock me. Absolutely. Oh, Just I wouldn't another, be surprised think, by that at all. That's the thing. This Wizards team. He's got to do what he has to do, and so does Brad, honestly. They both yeah. have to do what they got to do at the end of the day, Ben. Honestly, if next year we're talking about the same crap, yeah. the same struggles, they need to do what they have to do because, yes, I mean, Russ is going to be 33. I mean, Brad's going to be 28. Yeah. This is, I mean, at some point, they're going to want to win. Something's got to give. And, and, and that's exactly. the thing, Anthony. The fun part about being a Washington Wizards fan or Washington Wizards reporter, podcaster, whatever you want to call yourself, whether you're listening or doing the podcast or writing about the team, this team is unlike any other team in the sense that if they are bad, they still have so many other storylines to follow. Like they're always going to have something to pay attention to outside of the sport itself outside of the team development. And Russell Westbrook's situation is something to watch. He's not a player that's going to sit on his hands and just accept the fact that the team is bad. His, he understands that the careers are finite. He understands that his legacy is on the line. Nobody wants to end their, end their career in Washington if you're going to win 20, 30 games. That's, right. that's right. not – he's very cognizant. And he does that. not deserve that for his career. He does and not he knows that. that. He's very aware of that. And I think, I think something to watch. But, Anthony – Look, the Wizards, the Wizards are what they are. We are what we are. We're consistent. We bring the heat. We bring the takes. We love it, baby. We'll we love it. Right? We'll, we'll do it again tomorrow. We want to thank you guys for listening. As always, we'll be back with you again tomorrow. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you prefer your podcast. For Anthony, it's Lockdown Wizards. And again, we'll be here again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.